Welcome to Intro to Briscoe. I'm Matt, and joining me is fellow Briscoe fan Melanie. Yay! <laughs> and newbie co-host Will. Yeah. And Caitlin. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> and today we're joined by our special guest, Mila. Is am I saying it correctly? Uh, yeah, sure. That's <laughs> fine. Hello, everybody. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, there is you know, uh, it's a kind of a version <laughs> for okay, well, everybody. You you to, say it. Uh, I'm gonna, it. You say it, and I'm gonna see if um, I can do it. Oh no, Mila, it's fine. You know, you, you said it uh, just right. It's ah. just, um, it's um, like an English version of my full uh, real name. <laughs> just okay. easier it... to deal with. All right, all right. Maybe I shouldn't try it. I might. Come... Sorry for complicating it <laughs> straight away. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm curious no, no. what your full name is. Um, Miłosława. Wow. I, I'm not gonna try. <laughs> <laughs> so right. that's awesome. <laughs> it sounds awesome. Though. Uh, okay, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, what's your story uh, with Briscoe and our podcast and such? Um, well, I've never ever heard of Briscoe before. Um, I've heard it from you guys mentioning it, you know, uh, advertising um, your podcast, podcast to come. So, yeah, um, that's how I found out about it. And uh, actually, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun watching it. Great. It's, it's yeah, really, really cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, so which uh, which country are you from? Uh, I'm from Poland. I, I live oh. in the uh, UK. Um, uh, originally from Poland, so my obnoxious accent, accent yes, that's. And I actually wanted to thank you ever so much for finding something that my husband is willing to watch with me. He's <laughs> loving it as well. Oh, nice. And that's a rare, rare, rare thing. So I'm really grateful. Uh, I, I imagine it must be, you know, we, uh, probably the right generation for it. Mm-hmm. Like we grew up with shows around that uh, that were, um, you know, around at that time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of right up our alley. Yeah, I think it's fun for the whole family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you not enjoy Twin Peaks? Oh, absolutely, I did. I'm, uh, oh, I'm a great, a great, great Twin Peaks fan. No, but your yeah. husband, I mean, did he not enjoy Twin Peaks? Um, ah, him, sorry. Um, That's okay. Um, hard to say. Some, <laughs> uh, no, I think yeah, <laughs> he's got, um, like, probably some motives, yes, but... Um, Oh yeah, no, that's no. He's not a big fan. <laughs> I can say that. It's not for everybody. <laughs> no, it isn't. That's for sure. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, yes. and uh, we're, I'll get into the high and low point winners of the previous episode. Ned Zed. Um, high point winner is Moira and myself. Our pick of Comet opening the safe. Oh, I love that. <gasps> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Will didn't yeah, even vote for himself. Fun. Oh. Yeah, I didn't vote. That's okay, <laughs> I, I don't like vote for myself better. either. <laughs> um, and the low point is uh, Caitlin's pick of Ned underutilizing the iron suit's capacity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I find you've got, I think you've got more wins than every, anybody. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> She's the popular It's a contest, we all know yeah, it. You're the popular choice. <laughs> mm. Um... Okay, so uh, anything about this episode before we um, start recapping it? Yay, Pete! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yes, I join you with that. Huh, you're part of the um, fan club? Absolutely, yes. My absolutely number one favorite uh, <laughs> character, <laughs> Pete and his piece. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, it's pretty great. Uh, were you worried by the picture I posted, Caitlin? Was I what by the picture? Worried by it? With Pete with the arrow in his head? No, not at all. <laughs> that looks like a Pete shenanigan, and oh. it was, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, so yes, the episode is called Stagecoach, and uh, it begins with uh, Briscoe sleep being interrupted by some men coming into his room, and um, they wake him. He's and got a little drill bed, by the way. Does he? Yeah, it's like pink blankets. I didn't even notice. <laughs> uh, it was like a pink quilt. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where he's sleeping. Does he always sleep in a hotel? Mm, I don't know if he has I a home. I think so. I think it's either in, the, in a hotel or uh, in the great outdoors mm. under the stars. Bowler should give him a room in his, you know, giant mansion. They should live together? Yes. Aw. Uh... So, yeah, the guys want him to come along, and Briscoe fights them, but <laughs> he attacks the guy who doesn't have a gun on him first, which I thought was weird. Yeah. There's two guys. One's got a gun on him, one doesn't. He attacks the guy without even, the gun. I didn't notice that. Yeah. And uh, what you th- what you guys think of this whole thing? They had government agents written on them from the get-go, written all over their faces. Yeah. I was confused yeah. as the need to kidnap him, though. Secrecy, you know. Had to make it look. I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was kind of a wasted scene, personally. I thought yeah. they could have. They wanted to add suspense, but I was like, once you find out what the purpose of that was, it's like, eh, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. That was lame. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe if like the guy, whatever the head agent was, if he was like there throughout the whole episode, kind of setting up his character, it might have made more sense. But maybe. yeah, I think it was just used to introduce the the faint bond feel that this episode's supposed to have, I think. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, because mm, yeah. it had a Q-type gadget with the uh, cigarette case that shot a tranquil- tranquilizer dart. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, then we cut uh, to where Bowler, or Briscoe's been taken, and we find... Wait, what's the chapter name? Oh, yeah. Babe oh. Scoping. Chapter 1, Babe Scoping. Babe yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so yeah, Bowler is also woozy. I don't know what happened to him. They probably kidnapped him as well. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I yeah. want to know how. <laughs> oh, you wanted to see it? Yeah. It's best left to the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine there was a lot of grumpiness involved. <laughs> I couldn't tell if Socrates had been kidnapped or if he was just already there. No, I think he's like the one that ordered the kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's but, revenge for all the bad times he's been given from them. <laughs> um, so yeah, Socrates fills them in. The government's trying to get a political prisoner named Parker Hamilton back from Spain through Mexico. Um, they keep saying Mexicali. Is that a different name for Mexico, or is that a place in Mexico? My guess is... I was wondering. Hmm. Maybe it's a place, like... Right between Mexico and California. I, I think it's a city, though. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mexicali, Mexico, or Mexicali, California? No, there it's... was a border, so it's probably Mexico. Yeah. Let's see what Wikipedia is saying. We always... uh, there's a place. Oh, that's really weird. Okay, check this out. It's mm. like Calexico, Mexicali is an international metropolitan area in Eastern California and Baja California with its center between the sister cities of Calexico and Mexicali. Hmm. Huh. I see. So it is in Mexico? Um, uh, California? What? No, she said California. Yeah. She said Calexico. Yeah, there's like 
they're like connected. I think they're like right beside each other. I don't know. It's really confusing. Hmm. Yeah. It's just on the border, though. They shouldn't name th- uh, cities so similar to the country that's bordering with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in Baja California, so. Yeah. Okay. That reminds me of something. Oh, wait, no, that's the Mexican state of Baja, California. So maybe it's in Mexico. That makes more sense because they'd want to do it in like a, like in Mexico, which is neither the US nor Spain's jurisdiction. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm confused though. Anyway. <laughs> that reminds me of something I just saw on Facebook, which I can't seem to find again. But it was something about uh, Sarah Palin saying that they should send all the immigrants back across the ocean to Mexico. (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess she's in Alaska. Yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, I lost my place because I stopped. (laughs) All those Alaskan immigrants can go back across the ocean to Mexico. (laughs) I don't think you do. You bypass Canada completely. Uh, so yes, they have to get that uh, political prisoner from Spain, and they're going to trade somebody that Spanish want. Um, and uh, so one of between Briscoe and Bowler, somebody's got to babysit the prisoner, and somebody's got to go to a hotel and party with the ambassador. <laughs> and uh, they, so they have a Spanish contest, <laughs> <laughs> which was fun. Um. And Bowler wins. <laughs> but he really loses, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> so what you got? Did you guys find this predictable? I did. I was like, it's going to yeah. be a beautiful woman, of course. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, Seamus is probably rolling his eyes. <laughs> I know I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the prisoner that Briscoe's transporting is revealed to be Emma Steed, some... Dixie-ish looking lady. She's got the exact same hair. Everybody seems to have Dixie's hair. But her hair was like, it's like they took Dixie's hair, like molded it, Hmm. made a mold, a wig mold, if that's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, you know, Mm -hmm. made a wig out of it. Um, I'm looking at her IMDB. She's got 13 credits. She hasn't done anything since 1998. Uh, the last thing she did was various celebrity voices in Celebrity Deathmatch. <laughs> wow. She was in the movie Tombstone where she played Louisa Earp. <laughs> and she was originally born in Australia. Um, so her character name is a call out to the Avengers, I assume, probably. Yeah, maybe. Like John Steed and Emma Peel, but Emma Steed. I knew. Oh, okay. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Because with the, with the feel of the whole thing, like with the James Bond slash spies feel, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I I, kn- I don't know much about the British Avengers series. All I know is yeah, the name Emma Peel. <laughs> oh, they're fabulous. You should watch it. <laughs> the old one and the new movie. <laughs> the, <not> new movie. <laughs> with Uma Thurman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. But the the old one is is the best, of course. Okay. Well, that's Ow. Ow. What? <laughs> what happened? I hit, you do? I hit my knee. So. <laughs> I love how chill you were about it. Ow. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, Will, I have to tell you, I really loved, I enjoyed hearing you on Internet X uh, last week. Because you're, uh, I was like, man, I love Will's voice. It's just so chill. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't, you don't talk a lot, but when you do talk, it's like, oh, it's so nice. (laughs) (laughs) So so even. (laughs) It's just so even. I'm like, oh, it's nice to hear. (laughs) It's like a, it's like a breath of, like, fresh air. It's like a calm blue ocean. I want to hear you get really angry someday. (laughs) I don't get angry. I just chill. (laughs) He doesn't get angry. He gets even. (laughs) 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 All right, let's continue. So uh, Briscoe and uh, Emma are at the stagecoach the next day, uh, preparing to board, and they meet Professor Milo, um, who's always high. Mel, do you want to talk about who plays him? Timothy Leary, which Matt didn't know who that was. Does anybody else know who that is? Oh, I didn't know that was him. I know the name somehow. He was like a, a he was like a like a like a dude from the sixties. Ex- I'm not exactly sure what he was. If he was a doctor, I think he might have been known as Doctor Timothy Leary. But, but anyways, he was a huge advocate for, for like, psychedelic drugs. Yeah, he, <laughs> he had a doctorate in psychology. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, I couldn't re- exactly remember his story, but I just know that he was a huge figure in the sixties. So so he's basically pl- playing himself here. <laughs> I, I, yes. I would guess. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so Briscoe took this professor's class, apparently. Has he been in anything else, Timothy Leary? Yep. Really? Uh, he's uh, been in 23 things. <laughs> he was in an episode oh. of Frasier. <laughs> really? <laughs> and, uh, also there is, uh, Kitty Foreman from that 70s show. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that's who that was. I didn't... Yes, she makes me green. <laughs> just, just showing up. <laughs> I don't even need to speak. Yes. Yeah, I love her. She's quite a character, isn't she? Yes. I didn't even write down her character's name. I just kept calling her Kitty Foreman. Uh, oh, yes, Kitty. <laughs> Me too. Um, then there's the Indian driver who... What'd you say, Mel? What? Oh, he was like a, uh, a New York taxi driver stereotype. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's basically coming thing foreign taxi drivers or something, <laughs> which is kind of horrible. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I really wanted his sandwich, even though it was drugged in the end. But I was like, mmm, korma sandwich. Oh, that would be so good. It did good. sound good. Yeah. <laughs> I love Indian food, so. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the last guy to arrive is um, a stand-up comedian. <laughs> yeah, Ari Spears. He was on Matt TV, I think. Yep, yep, that's it's all. It's actually been in Portland this week performing at one of the local clubs. Oh, oh yeah? really? Yeah. Yeah, I recognize him from Mad TV. I haven't really seen him in anything else, I don't think. Did you go see him perform, Will? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dubbing too much stuff lately. I can't do everything yeah. anymore. <laughs> um, there must be lots of stuff in Portland to do all the time. Yeah, there is. I know I, live, I was living before in a small town in Mississippi, and I was bored all the time. And then I moved here. There's just stuff every single week that... <laughs> I want to do now you're just overstimulated yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so then we go to socrates is sending uh bowler off with his his money so he can party but he's interrupted by some secret code <laughs> I love this. <laughs> oh. uh it's uh, internal security uh it appears that the deputy director of the bureau was just uh just arrested for working with some men who are conspiring to start a war with Spain because war is big business. So uh, Bowler's vacation is ruined 
And he and uh, Socrates have to go on the trail and catch up to Briscoe because there's probably an assassin on the stagecoach. I really enjoy Bowler and Socrates on the trail. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I love it. I love it whenever they camp out under the stars. It just like I don't know. It's got a nice feeling to it. Mm-hmm. It's just a good companionship. It is. It's great. And um, so on the coach, there's some small talk. Uh, Bobby Swan, the comedian, uh, explains his profession. Um, In this scene, I had the closed captions on. Mm -hmm. And when Bobby Swan was introducing himself and he does that little laugh, the closed caption says, laughs like Eddie Murphy. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, he did, yeah. Yeah. I forgot, yeah. I was like, I I know that laugh. Um. Uh, so the doctors he, he tried to knock himself out for the whole trip but he, he failed evidently he's built up too much of a tolerance <laughs> yeah uh, the sta- he's woken up when the stage picks up some gross guy uh, you know what I just kept calling him Frenchie because he just looked like Frenchie from last episode yeah Yeah. Yeah. but he wasn't French he was just gross he was just gross <laughs> well Frenchie was kind of gross too so yeah it kind of looked at this point they were just so smashed in there that like Bobby Swan was sitting on top of the doctor's lap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know why why they went by stagecoach in the first place. I mean, they could have fit them went... both on Comet. Yeah. That's true. Hmm. Um, Comet would have gotten tired. I guess. Comet never gets tired. <laughs> He's a super horse. He was, like, keeping pace with a motorcycle one time. True enough. Yeah. Mm. Um, so then we cut to Pete... And Owen. Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Pete doesn't have any new tricks up his sleeve. What's with this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're doing the thing from the pilot where they paint a rock. Uh, but Owen, uh, who's played by Carlton Cuse, co-creator of the show, uh, doesn't think it's going to work this time since uh, wagons have more mobility than a train. And apparently they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pete wants to sell Emma back to Spain, so that's why he wants her. He wants to get rich. Um, so didn't they say they caught all of John Bly's men, or maybe they just met the ones on the train? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Pete was originally part of John Bly's gang. Okay. I don't know why. I don't know if they hired him to get them get them out. He seems like more of a freelancer. Yeah, because they said they had the entire gang on the train. Um, and, um, so yeah, we cut back to the stagecoach and the gross guys being gross. <laughs> the doctor What's wants... he doing? I can't remember what he did. I don't know. He's just like explaining why. Oh yeah. He's he got like a, a bunch of different bugs like living on him or something. He had gang, he had gang and... Yeah. It took his hair off, I think. Yeah. yeah. And he like eats that sandwich with his mouth, mouth open. Gross. Um... So yeah, they come across the oh yeah, and the there's actually the doctor wants something on his shoe. <laughs> there's actually quite a few gross moments in this episode, but we'll get to those. Yeah. yeah, I think the uh, yeah they get to the rock and the coach goes up on two wheels. Pop <laughs> uh. the wheelie. He's like the stig of stagecoaches. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> be amazing if the stig did like a stagecoach thing. Yeah. <laughs> I totally propose this. This, this week on Top Gear, comparing and contrasting stagecoaches. 
Yeah. Uh, please do that. <laughs> but yes, they go around the rock and Pete fires Owen. And it's at this point that the trapper, the trapper guy is revealed to be dead, which, knowing what we know later, how did that happen? You mean how did they not notice earlier? No, how did he get killed? It, it's Poison? implied that Foxglove got in his sandwich. How did that happen? Um, sad coincidence. <laughs> I feel like his death was a coincidence, yeah, because I don't think anybody really meant to kill him, maybe. The or driver maybe just, just made his sandwich with foxglove? Maybe. Maybe he didn't know what the hell he was doing. I think they're trying to imply that Bobby Swan slipped foxglove into the sandwich in front of everyone somehow. He wasn't there yet, was he? he had, had he gotten on the coach yet? Yeah, he would have oh. had to have done it on the coach okay. in front of everybody. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe he actually was there before, but then came later. Maybe. Get rid of suspicion. Maybe. Wasn't it meant for the prisoner? Yeah, she's the one who had the sandwich. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. yeah. But yeah. <laughs> she got the sandwich. That doesn't explain it. Yeah. <laughs> She got the sandwich. What will? I was gonna say she got the sandwich before she got on the coach, so they slipped it on on the coach. Mm. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's weird because I don't think uh, he even touched the sandwich, Bobby. That we saw. Yeah. But it's implied he somehow got a hold of the sandwich, slipped that in there, and she was supposed to eat it. Maybe he's got like. Well, it, maybe he's also a, uh, not only a comedian but a magician. Mm-hmm. It's like. <laughs> Or the driver was in on it, too. Oh, maybe. maybe. Well, he ends up dead later, so I did it. Yeah, but he could have killed his partner. I guess. Um, So, yeah, Briscoe is investigating the crime scene, and uh, he finds something, which is the Vox Club, and he asks the doc about it. The doc is high, and he's amazed at his hand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So at this point, the driver and Milo are under suspicion, because the driver made the sandwich, and Milo knows about Vox Club. And they have a funeral for the trapper. Oh, I love this too. <laughs> yeah, what did you guys think yeah. of the the, uh, the doctor's words? Of wisdom. That <laughs> <laughs> was perfect. Just perfect. I love that scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome, you know. Just just slapping together various Beatles lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It kind of came out of here. It's come together. Yeah. <laughs> we should get Will with his uh, fresh breath breath. A bear voice to sighting for us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I you do a good job. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't write the whole thing. Down. No, I didn't. <laughs> it was too long. Yeah. Um, then we're uh, we're on Socrates and Bowler on the trail. <laughs> uh, Bowler's grumpy, as usual. <laughs> and, well, there's nothing new there. You, really, you don't even have to mention it. It goes without saying. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but he, he amuses himself by grossing Socrates out with a backwash joke, <laughs> which I liked. Uh, so um, good. But he can tell from the dirt that they picked up another rider and the horse is about to get a bad shoe. And I think Socrates is jealous of Bowler's uh, tracking skills. I think so. I think he wants to... Socrates. I love how Socrates is a total city boy, but he's still... He desires to be, you know, a part of the gang mm-hmm. somehow, you know. He's trying real hard. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut back to the carriage driver, uh, comes across Pete with an arrow in his head. <laughs> I like how he obviously looks dead, but he, like, stops and he's like, dude, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think somebody with an arrow square in their forehead is okay. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yes, Pete is not dead, and he steals Emma away. And uh, he locks Bowler to the carriage, or I mean Briscoe to the carriage, and then he sends the horses off. 
Why didn't? Why did he detach the horses? He should have slapped them and sent them off with the, them still attached to the carriage, with Briscoe attached to the carriage, dragged behind. And then he'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. He was trying to kill Briscoe, but yeah. No, he's just trying to strand them. Yeah. Guess he's feeling nice today. <laughs> I don't know if Pete is really a killer. He tries yeah. to crush him with a bowler later. A boulder. A boulder. A bowler. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm gonna throw your partner at you, <laughs> crush you with bullets. Uh, Pete is like Pete is like wily coyote though. I've, we've probably talked about this before, but mm. yeah, he's totally like wily coyote where he'll like quote unquote try to kill people, but it just ends up. <laughs> Here's my card, Pete Hutter, genius. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really want him to start using Acme products. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. I would. So yeah, Pete sends the horses away, everybody's stranded there, and uh, Briscoe's a spare key, and after Pete is gone, he gets himself free and leaves the others behind. But, uh, oh, by the way, during that scene, Pete, doesn't he whistle with his gloves on? Yes. And it, that's just not a thing. <laughs> that wouldn't work. <laughs> no. It would just sound very spitty. <laughs> 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 just a second, I used to be able to do this. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Emma knocks Pete oh, off the wait, horse. Oh, huh? sorry. Something else. I also love how he calls the handcuffs charm bracelet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a classy guy. Yeah, he is. Uh, Emma gives elbow, uh, an elbow to Pete. <laughs> and, um, then they have a fight. I was very impressed with her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, but she ends up touching his piece. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> did you feel did you guys feel as grossed out as pete did like having someone touch his piece oh, it's, oh i don't know if it's that he's, you think it's that he's grossed out that it's just touch- unacceptable yeah yeah it's, I think it's just it's so personal yeah. yeah oh i don't know it's like you're i don't know it's like you're violating like his most his most prized mm. something i don't know <laughs> I don't know why it means so much to him. I'd like a little bit of backstory between piece and piece. Show us on the piece where Emma touched you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so she throws it in the in the tall grass, and he he's completely distracted trying to find it. Freak- Dad is going to find him. <laughs> yeah, he freaks out bad. Yeah, it's delightful. I thought he would never come back from that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So she trots away on his horse, and uh, then huzzah, Briscoe jumps from the from a tree onto the back of the horse. I felt really bad for the horse here. I know, that was a long <laughs> jump. Yeah. It, was a li- it looked a little rough on him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he re- recaptures Emma. But she doesn't put up a fight. Um, back at the stage, everyone's gone, and a sniper begins to shoot at them. Uh, Briscoe only survives because he sees the glint off the metal of the, the rifle. That's a really fancy gun, by the way. Yeah. The whole assembly. Gold, and it's like a golden gun. Again, yeah. Like, like, like Bond. Like Bond, I oh. guess. Like an official assassin's rifle. Yeah. yeah. Um, Briscoe puts a bullet down the barrel with the help of Emma, who steadies his hand. When do we get to chapter two here? Oh, like uh, yeah. Yeah, just oh, start a check. Yeah, I think it was when she was with Pete. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry, Will. Oh, yeah, chapter two is a kiss before dying. <gasps> Who's gonna die? <laughs> um, so everyone arrives back at the stage. 
uh, Kitty Foreman first. <laughs> I don't know how much you guys, sorry, I don't know how much you guys pay attention to chapter headings, but did you guys think that somebody was gonna die? Mm, I never take them, like, literally. No. Mm. Although, a lot of the time, they are literal. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but it's, like, kind of almost a little surprising how it happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just curious to see, like, if you guys, like, actually consider what the chapter titles say. Because sometimes, like, I'll read them, but I, sometimes I don't even notice them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll see them, but I don't really think about them too much. Or, Well, I guess sometimes, like, the first time I watch through, I don't really pay attention to them, but then... Unless they're take... pretty enough to make me laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, probably the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Kitty Foreman, they interrogate her, and she reveals that she's going to Mexico to have a nose job. Uh... And um, the professor comes back, and Bobby comes back, and then they find the driver dead. I don't know why they wanted to kill the poor driver. I liked that guy. <laughs> I know. He was kind of delightful. Mm-hmm. And he seemed super capable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. know. He was, like, doing all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would uh, have gotten that luggage, Kitty's luggage, uh, whole and untouched, you know. Yep. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yep. They, yeah. They should have let him live. What? They should have let him live. Yeah. Well, I mean, his his (laughs) stagecoach is useless now, so he's outlived his usefulness. No. Sure that. Uh, Socrates and Bowler are camping out, and Socrates is uh, beginning to enjoy himself. Yeah, he's like all like 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 waxing like romanticism about camping, and he's like, oh, this is so nice. And then Bowler shoots his gun. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And shoots a snake. Socrates was about to get killed by a rattlesnake. <laughs> <laughs> much to many people's delight. Aww. Or much to many people's dismay. No one actually wants dismay. Victor wants him dead. <laughs> yeah, Victor does. <laughs> yeah, I find him adorable, like most adorable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I like Socrates, yeah. <laughs> I kind of wish he did get bit, though, because I'd love to see Bowler sucking the poison out of his ankle or something. Because <laughs> 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 you know Bowler would like like be all grossed out, but yeah. he would have to do that. He'd be all begrudging, begrudgingly doing it. He's like, oh. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, gross. <laughs> Um, so, would you guys eat snake? I would. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I guess. It's just like a... If I had to. If you had no choice, if somebody twisted your arm. It's just like a tube of meat. <laughs> a tube. <laughs> it's basically like a ready-made sausage. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's what I hear. Um, uh, so, yes. Uh... And then we cut to... Oh, wait. I was just going to say, yeah, Bowler saves him from a rattlesnake. And then we cut to, like, Emma pooping. <laughs> pooping in the bushes. I don't know. She, she asked Briscoe to whistle, so... Yeah. So, but, yeah. yeah, so she wants to cover the noise of, like, her farts or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... I don't like how she comes back and she, like, puts her gloves on and doesn't wash your hands. If that's what she was doing, was pooping, like... That's uh. gross. Wash your hands, like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Briscoe's trying to figure out why she's wanted, and uh, she doesn't really want to say. And then they get in bed and they talk a little bit about marriage. And she was married one time. Bond was married one time. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Didn't work out. <laughs> no, she got shot in the head. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe that's what happened to her husband. Maybe. <laughs> it's just she's the one who shot him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so she steals a kiss, of course. 
I can't believe Briscoe falls for this, but he always does and always will. Mm. That's his one weakness. Yeah. Kisses. kisses. Yeah. The women's. Ah, <laughs> oh, kisses, my only weakness. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a lame weakness. <laughs> uh, Bowler wakes him up later, and they wonder where Emma is, and Briscoe thinks she's right beside him, but it's revealed to be Kitty Foreman. Huh? Mrs. Foreman. That's the name of her character in that 70s show. No, no, I know, but what? What? I'm totally like. Oh yeah, in the bed. Sorry. Yeah. I was like totally <laughs> confused as to what we where we were. <laughs> <laughs> She's freaking. Sorry, out. I'm on drugs. <laughs> Are you? Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I took some herbs outside. And, you know. <laughs> some herbs. Okay. Is yeah. It, isn't your hand amazing? <laughs> yeah, my hand's really cool right now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <All> world. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so she's freaking out. Uh, Bowler chides Briscoe about, you know, his uh, women troubles that he always has. <laughs> um, Briscoe figures he was drugged. And then they figure out by tracks that Bobby is the one who went after her. And I'm wondering where the professor is during all of this. Yeah. His drugs are more effective at making him sleep. <laughs> he's pre- Yeah, he's probably having a spirit journey. Out in- yeah, tripping. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably talking to a fox somewhere. Probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what does the fox say? <laughs> it's a question for the ages. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so our heroes are off to go get her back, uh, and then Socrates is in tow, but he gets lost. <laughs> and he tries to do some tracking, but he kind of fails. He ends up flipping a coin. <laughs> I love how oh. he throws the coin towards where the growling is, and then... <laughs> <laughs> that makes like the creature growl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like he insulted that creature. <laughs> coyotes don't like coins being flipped. I don't think that was a coyote. It sounded like a cougar. Or yeah. Speaking of coyotes, Pete's pulling a wily coyote with a giant <laughs> rock propped up by a stick. By giant, you mean humongous rock? Yes. Like, how would he even have maneuvered that? I know. Oh, well, how did wily coyote ever do it? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened to do it. Mm-hmm. Probably had like an acme, like uh, uh, I don't know, like a uh, contraption where you can wheel a rock on a hill. So that... Or it's like an inflatable rock with like a density gravity maker machine. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, and it's a completely round rock, a round boulder too. It's very foam-like. Maybe <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. It must Maybe. be just the type of rock. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Maybe the rock and the stick, the stick were just the rock and the stick were just naturally deposited there by nature, and they <laughs> and they were uh, gradually uh, eroded away until it was a perfectly shaped deposit of minerals and a stick propping it up. And Pete just ran across it and was like, "Oh, how fortuitous! I can use this." <laughs> this sounds the most likely. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Pete, Pete just knows where all the wily coyote contraptions are. Around here. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, but he spots Bowler and Briscoe, um, and he's going to crush them. But they split up and go different ways. And yes, the the inevitable happens, and Pete ends up being he chased. leans he leans on the stick, breaks it, and the rock, <laughs> the rock <laughs> rolls towards him. <laughs> I really wanted him to get flattened like a pancake, but like a cartoony flattened, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So was this too much for you guys? Are you still enjoying that? Or is that too- <laughs> no, it's excellent. Yeah, it was very... <laughs> it's much... I feel like the episode started off kind of weak, but ended up kind of better as it went along. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I wonder if anybody in the feedback is going to have trouble with this, like, over-the-top over, over the top cartoony... 
logic. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we started the whole series with it, with the painted rock and the, tri- yes. and the train. Yes, so. yes. Oh no, painted rock is like one of my favorite things. It's <laughs> one of my favorite pits ruses. <laughs> so, uh, arrow in uh, your forehead. was <laughs> a close second one, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, the, the, the rock boulder thingy, um, it's a little bit too over the top for me, but still fun, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so then uh, Bobby catches up to Emma and they have a fight. Um, again, she kicks ass. Again, she kicks ass, yes. Of course. And then Briscoe catches up and Bobby attacks him. <laughs> and they roll into a covered up well and they fall completely down that well before the commercial break. Yeah, they do. Like all the way down. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and oh, then, yeah. And then we come back and Briscoe warps back to the top and he's hanging on. <laughs> He's hanging on with one hand. <laughs> He's got magical <laughs> powers, man. Yeah. yeah or par- powers, right? Oh, right, yeah. Yes. Well, well, the orb's gone. Those powers have to the, be gone. It's like, true that. It's like letting over orb powers. Sorry. Yeah, because it was just to hit connecting him with the power of the orbs. I mean, the orbs were the conduit, but now perhaps Briscoe is like super forever connected. Briscoe is the orb. Uh. Mind blown! <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, so em- do you em- think Briscoe will start growing like uh, orb rods out of his head? <laughs> He's like, slowly gonna become an orb. Oh no! <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I want that to happen. <laughs> okay. So takes I want off the his show hat. to get really weird. Yeah. Briscoe takes off his hat. He's got tiny orb rods. Yeah, like like little horns popping out of his head. John Bly's trapped in one of them. All right. <laughs> His blood has been replaced with the ooze. <laughs> oh my god. Oh jeez. Uh, man, amazing. It's a bit too freaky for me. <laughs> That's what the origins of the Hellraiser, I think. <laughs> if there was ever a Briscoe <laughs> County Jr. the movie, that's what would happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Emma tells Briscoe uh, that Par- Parker Hamilton, uh, the political prisoner, has some info that'll keep a war from happening. Um, she's under the impression that once she's delivered to the Spanish that the deputy director is going to get her out, but then she's informed that she's been set up. But she's still going to do it to avoid the war. Um, later, at a bar uh, on the border, which is the same bar we've seen pretty much every time there's a bar, uh, <laughs> yes. Emma and Briscoe are talking, and Emma reveals that she's going to bite on a cyanide pill once she's across the border. And... Uh, Pete shows up and stings him up. <laughs> and Super disguise. Yeah. I'm not sure why all these women are on their side. What women? The women that, like, stick up Pete in return. Uh, isn't everybody in the bar a government agent protecting her? Yeah, they're all planted. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. I missed Yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. The entire bar holds Pete up. <laughs> oh, bless him. Oh. Poor guys. Oh. He feels defeated and Briscoe sympathizes. Uh, Mrs. Foreman and the professor arrive. And her uh, her uh, luggage is unfortunately broken. <laughs> I like how she's I like how she's like be careful with that. And the guy like pretty much throws it like overhead throws it with force down onto the ground. Oh, I hate that. I can I hate it when you can see them like tossing your luggage and yeah. Yep. But didn't her luggage make like a crashing sound? Like yeah, what was broke. she carrying in there? I don't know. Like why would you bring fine china for your nose job? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um, maybe it's her bong. <laughs> her and the professor got close. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a fine china bong. <laughs> uh, 
but, the finest uh, porcelain. Seeing the professor arrive, Briscoe gets an idea. And at this point, I, I kind of knew what was going to happen. I don't know about you guys. Did you guess? Yeah, but I probably didn't care at this point. No? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the exchange happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, Emma collapses on the other side. And she appears to be dead. And everyone feels sad. <laughs> so sad. Aww. I didn't really feel sad. <laughs> I didn't either. I didn't care. Yeah, I didn't like Mel. I didn't really care. Hey. I didn't much care for her either. Why, people? <laughs> I liked how kick-ass she was, but I just don't enjoy the love interest stuff. You like Seamus. If she if she had been kept away from Briscoe in the love capacity, I would have liked her better. <laughs> um... It seems like it's always like a plot, po- like a plot point that they fall back on. Like yeah. they always have to have a love, love interest. And I, I know it's like you know for the people that like the mushy stuff, but yeah, <laughs> kind of like the mushy stuff. <laughs> um, at her funeral later, words are said, and then it's revealed everybody leaves except Briscoe, and it's revealed that the grave digger is Emma. Ta-da! Ta-da. No one but Briscoe knows. How do you think she faked her death? Yeah. I don't know. Probably wasn't very hard. They just took her breath. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, if the Spanish thought she had a, or spot thought they had a dead body on on their hands, wouldn't they have, I don't know, boarded her up and put her in the ground? <laughs> I don't know. But it appears they gave the body back, I guess, to the Americans. Yeah, I guess they maybe they just yeah. left it there, <laughs> walked off, kicked it, rolled it back over the border. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this anymore. <laughs> Take this trash back. Um. Uh, this is the same graveyard that Briscoe Senior is buried in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. All right, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's supposed to be, though, <laughs> but it is. Um, well, would you take Briscoe for a guy that, you know, uh, brings you flowers but, and then lets you work that shovel? shovel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It didn't break the illusion. His, yeah. <laughs> It break the illusion, yeah. Still, it, though. It would have been funny if uh, somebody came back and saw him smooching the gravedigger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> Briscoe, he'll go for anything that moves. Ah, he's a pro. <laughs> he's, why is Briscoe smooching that guy? <laughs> um, while they're talking, though, there's a little Bond guitar twang. Um, mm-hmm. she, she's going back to England to be a spy again. And uh, that's about it. Yeah. Any other notes from anyone? The end. <sighs> Hoping we get more Pete. Yeah, more Pete, please. I know we do. Good. I can, I can think. I can think of at least two more Pete's, but there could be even more. Good. Um, so any other notes that you guys didn't get to say? No, I don't do just know. What are you gonna say? When you said more Pete's, I was just imagining what clone Pete's. So then I was like, <laughs> lots of Pete's. <laughs> I don't know. And I think that'd be really awesome. I would. Just. Yeah, I like that idea. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think I think I think I think uh, Pete should get a hold of some weird power and just yeah, multiply himself <laughs> to like destroy Briscoe. And it should be like that movie Multiplicity, with uh, what's his face? Michael Keaton. M- Michael Keaton, where every clone gets dumber and dumber than the previous clone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Mm-hmm. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. Alright, so if that's everybody's notes, uh, let's go on to ratings. Mila, do you want to go first? Um, sure. Um, I actually enjoyed the hell out of this episode. Great. Um, I loved Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Pete, and that was quite a lot of Pete, and oh, I just can't get enough of him. 
mm-hmm. and uh, the doc, um, doc doctor um, was a cool, cool. I I loved his uh, all his scenes. Yeah. Basically, Doctor Mike. Um, yeah, wasn't wasn't a big fan of Emma. Uh, Emma was that her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. I didn't care much for her. Um, maybe it was her manner of speaking, or I don't know. And that's that's coming from a person with obnoxious accent as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your accent, but still, I don't know. Uh, and maybe that was the mushy stuff, mushy stuff, as you say. Yeah. Yes. Um, but um, the only really. The big downside, downside that would um, um, make me subtract some points uh, is lack of the professor Wickwire. Oh. oh, I miss that that guy a lot. Yeah. Other than that, that was like awesome fun episode with great, great funny scenes, and um, I would give it nine out of ten. Ten um, backwashes. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't even know if Wickwire is coming back. He, uh, we have not seen him in forever. I'm pretty sure he has at least one more appearance that I can remember. Yeah, he makes me happy as well. Every time he's on the screen. <laughs> what so about much fun. what about his daughter? Do you want to see his daughter again? No, um, since the no thank you. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, not a fan. There's no need for that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> not at all. All right, uh, Caitlin. What about you? I also enjoy this episode quite a bit. There's a lot of fun characters, a lot of good banter. <sighs> Pete and Pete. <laughs> Pete and, and Pete. Pete. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, it was a really fun episode. Um, plus, I, I like it had a good plot line. It was a good plot with some twists and stuff and some mystery. And so, yeah, I'm also going to give it a 9 out of 10 snake steaks. Great. Uh, Will? Yeah, I enjoyed the episode too. Um, yeah, the Emma stuff, I could have. The Emma Briscoe stuff I could have done without, but it was a fun episode. Great to uh, have Pete back. I gave it eight and a half out of ten nutty professors, which I probably used that before, but with quick <laughs> wire. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I agree with everything everyone said. Uh, I also like, uh, really like Bowler and Socrates hanging out. That was great too. And uh, so I'm going to give it 8.5 out of 10 sexy grave diggers. <laughs> Mel? <laughs> Um, oh, I didn't like the start of this episode, and I didn't really like the end of this episode. Mm. So, I don't know if I should deduct a point for each, I guess. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, besides that, it was fine. Lots of funny moments. Pete was back. Did some good guest stars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, ooh. Uh, I, gave, I, I left you the last so you could think of something. I didn't even think. Uh... <laughs> Eight out of ten, uh, wily coyote boulders. Okay. Painted <laughs> <laughs> or hanging precariously. Okay. <laughs> yes, Doesn't he, matter. He gets a lot of use out of boulders. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, so high point and low points. I've got those. Okay. I can Do go it. first. Sure. Uh, my high point is the wily coyote antics. <laughs> <laughs> wily coyote. Antics. And my low point is the, like I said, the start and the end of the episode. I just felt like the middle was the strongest. Okay. Um, my high point is Pete versus Emma, their fight, and all the dialogue in between. Uh, and my low point is all the mushy stuff. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, somebody else want to go? Um, sure. Um, I would agree with Matt on the low point actually though even though uh, this time it 
actually led to something, you know, with the keys and poison. Yeah. Uh, still, it uh, no. <laughs> it's okay. just the same um, stuff all over again. And high point. Um, I was thinking about the the scene with um, Pete's plan B when the um, painted truck didn't work out. Um, the the stuff he came up with, the arrow. Um, that's pretty much close to what Mel has said. Uh, I imagine and <laughs> <laughs> Wiley Coyote yeah. shenanigans. Well, yeah, um, yeah um, you got a specific one now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved and the the uh, how smug he gets. Like it's just it's he, it's, it's the smuggest, and that's what I love the most. I think. Okay, do you want to change so, just Pete's smugness? Yes, in um, when when he's you know um, appearing to be winning. Okay. <laughs> okay. It is delightful. <laughs> yeah. Everything about the Pete is just so delightful. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Caitlin, what about you? Well, I was debating between two different things for my high point, mm-hmm. but I think I'm gonna go with the bowler and Socrates inter exchanges there. Yeah. Lovely little just trip together. All right. Their vacation, their getaway. Okay. <laughs> and for my low point, yeah, I'll just I'm just it was probably the beginning of the episode with those agents and stuff. Okay. Agents abduct Briscoe. Yeah. All right, Will. Yeah, my high point was just the return of Pete. Aww. <laughs> That's gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> And by low yeah, point, awesome. it was, yeah. Does, does low, anyone else think that Pete's hair has gotten a little longer? I think so. Maybe. I know. <laughs> he might be growing it out for to uh, donate, <laughs> like you know, do a wig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you mean you mean John Pepper Ferguson or the character of Pete? Both. Ah, <laughs> I want to. I like to think of that Pete would donate his hair. I know. I can I can see Pete growing it out in order to make facial disguises. <laughs> he cuts it off and oh makes it. Oh my god! Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Various purposes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry, we interrupted your low point, Will. Sorry. Uh, my low point was I, I didn't like finding out that what's his name was the um, assassin, Ari Spears. So it was my low point. All right. You were rooting for the uh, the uh, stand-up comedian. Yeah, because I liked him on Mad TV. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. You know what I kind of missed in this episode? Because we saw John Piper Ferguson in the X-Files, I was like, man, I miss hot John Piper Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> when he's got his hair <laughs> in his shape. Yeah, and he's looking real good. Uh, <laughs> I, he barely looked like himself in that episode of the, episode, or of the X-Files. Yeah, but I was like, oh, you know, I was like, I kept looking at it, I was like, oh, there's something missing. <laughs> you need a yeah, so cut. What? What's up? It's like I knew he was in the episode, but then I was looking for him like, wait, is this him? No, that's not him, is it? Oh, that is him. I know, it's so weird. <laughs> All right, uh, quotes. Uh, Mila, do you have a quote or two? Um, yes, I do have. I can't do voices. I can't do accents. <laughs> so I'm not even going to attempt to try, but I will do Pete because that's just one of the most bizarre bizarre uh, lines I've ever heard yeah. <laughs> in TV um, that's speak to um, well about Briscoe mm-hmm. as usual you are the mouse to my cat the meat to my lion the plankton to my whale <laughs> <laughs> it's like just 
That's so ridiculous. That's yeah. That's just my favorite. I love that line. <laughs> oh, I have to do a Pete line before anyone steals it. No, don't steal it. Oh, go, oh, ahead. Go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. No, I have lots of quotes written down. You yeah. go ahead. Oh, the one I have is never in all my life in all the deeds I've ever done have I ever hit a woman. Hit a man in a dress once, but that was a different story. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Caitlin, what do you got? Uh, <laughs> I like the stagecoach driver, okay? Yeah. He's like, yes. oh my, what an obstacle, but not for a shock. <laughs> <laughs> you got Mel? Uh, your hat is at a, such a jaunty angle. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the way I like it. <laughs> shoes have um, such a nice, bright polish. It's <laughs> <with> us. <laughs> I, like, I like how Bowler looks at the guy's I, shoes. I love how, Socr- how excited Socrates gets. Yeah. He's like, yeah! Ooh, secret stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's my stuff. Yes. Uh, I've, I've got, it's a science pool, just like any other. You think if I spent more time on the trail, I could learn learn to read signs like you do? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh... <laughs> wait, wait, you stupid rock! Wait, you massive sedimentary glacial deposit! <laughs> <laughs> I also liked um, Kitty's uh, grumpiness, like her passive-aggressive grumpiness. She's <laughs> great at that. When they left her, great! Great! Just great! Thank you! Yeah. <laughs> thank you! <laughs> oh yes, thank you. As I said, I can't do voices, but I, uh, when I can hear it... <laughs> well, I, I can hear it in my... <laughs> she's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, oh, she's quite something. I wanted her to do her, her Kitty Foreman laugh. I know yeah. she's going to do it. She laughed, but not in the Kitty Foreman way. Yeah. My character yeah, was the king. <laughs> <laughs> We need some Milo quotes. My God, it's daytime. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anything else? Yeah, there's a, there's an important Pete one. I love his philosophies and stuff. It's like, <laughs> it is that type of moral pacificity that reduces an outlaw to... And then he gets cut off. <laughs> oh. uh, all right. Speaking words of wisdom come together right now. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what, was the, what was the one he said of Oh, I wrote it down. Let's see, it says when I when I find myself in times of trouble, boy, you gotta carry that weight. <laughs> I am he, you are he, you are me. We are all together, speaking words of wisdom. <laughs> That's so great. And they had a little Beatles like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, like a little organ. Organ. Thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, uh, uh, so let's get feedback. First up is... Oh, let me see if this is Bob or Victor. It's Bob. Okay. Um, who wants to read it? Who wants to read Bob's? If nobody will, I will. Oh, no, nope. oh Will Will. <laughs> Sorry, Will Will. <laughs> I call you Will Will. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> All right. Bob says, Pete. Pete was magnificent, of course. Everything from his interactions with Briscoe to being surrounded by government men to bringing back Carlton Cues to paint a boulder, which wasn't on a railroad tracks this time, to screwing up the rolling rock down the hill trick. Sort of of Pete's greatest hits in one episode. This is one of my favorite episodes. They even had me before Pete showed up. 
Many people know of my Emma Peel obsession, <laughs> and I loved the episode as soon as they named a character Emma Steed. So I think you were right, Caitlin. Yeah. And she was a good character apart from the name. I also loved the Indian stagecoach driver, although I wish he had served Indian food rather than old sandwiches. <laughs> Agreed. And the Harvard professor was played by an actual former Harvard professor, Timothy Leary. There you go. Nice. Didn't Mel, didn't you say the sandwich had korma in it? Yeah, he said <laughs> korma sandwich, and I'm like, man, korma's delicious. Mm. All right, so now we've got Bob's brother, Victor. Do you want to read this one, Mel? Sure. <clears throat> Long ago, the title Stagecoach made me hope this would be the Briscoe musical. <laughs> a chance to see Lord Bowler singing and dancing. <laughs> Instead, we see a collection of oddball characters traveling by stagecoach. Even though the driver is an Indian, it's the wrong kind of Indian. Yeah. Mm, I guess. Well, no. Although it could have turned into like one of those Indian musicals. Mm. That, that was amazing. one of the lines in the in the show. Bobby Swan yeah. came running up. And he's like, wait up, chief. And then the guy's like, wrong kind of Indian. Ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Meanwhile, Briscoe and Bowler are recruited very persuasively to help facilitate an exchange of prisoners. Bowler thinks he's hit the jackpot, but then sacre bleu. <laughs> the agent, the handcuff Briscoe to is a very attractive woman. But it turns out there's a bandit bandit lying in wait to ambush them. Mon dieu, it's Pete. Why are you French all of a sudden, Victor? <laughs> I guess your last name is kind of French-ish. De Grande. De Grande. <laughs> oh, that's, I'll, I'll say it with a French tone when I, he signs off. Okay. Anyways, um, mon dieu, it's Pete. At least Pete Hutter had returned and he's having an argument with his French henchman. I almost said Frenchman. <laughs> <laughs> his pet Frenchman. <laughs> Actually, he isn't much of a Frenchman. He's just a Frenchman. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep calling him Frenchman. <laughs> of all the irony, Pete tells Carlton Hughes to move up into management. <laughs> uh, wait, he's going to try the same old trick of painting a boulder to look like scenery? <laughs> he said Vutalor, but it's Zutalor. <laughs> um, doesn't he know that won't work on a stagecoach? But Pete is persistent and finally manages to catch up with the stagecoach and kidnap Emma Steed. Right away, from her name alone, you know Pete's in trouble. <laughs> She's a trained agent and the equal of Briscoe, which means she can take Pete anytime she wants. And after she dispatches him with a nifty shoulder throw, she <laughs> adds insult to injury by touching his piece. <laughs> But Pete, Pete, <laughs> but Pete wasn't finished. Pete wasn't finished. After retri retrieving his piece, this is like a tongue twister. <laughs> Pete wasn't finished. After retrieving his piece, he sets up yet another trap for Briscoe using yet another boulder. <laughs> Pete should probably stay away from boulders for a while. <laughs> it's just bad. Yeah. Anyways, lots of people die along the way, including Emma, for a while, but not Pete, so we may see him again. Hmm. Here's hoping. This episode was full of clever dialogue and amusing vignettes, so it's clearly a cut above the usual fare, and I will give it a 9 Acme Boulder Traps out of 10. <laughs> Regards, Victor de Grande. <laughs> Thank you, Victor. Thank you, Victor. Or, merci, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> Can you move this? Yes. Alright, so now we got Harold. Do you guys want to predict if Harold liked it? <laughs> hmm. I'm predicting no. I think he's going to like it. Alright. Okay, so, um, having watched uh, this latest episode of Brisco, uh, Stagecoach, um, you know, I enjoyed it while I was watching it, but I found that, uh, in thinking about it, that it just really encapsulated my problems with the series as a whole. Uh, you know, way too many episodes, they just take um, plot lines 
from some older, you know, movie or book uh, that's normally a well-known property, and they just use it without doing anything interesting with it. They don't, uh, you know, try and um, make it new or uh, zig where you thought they were going to zag. So here they're taking uh, the Western stagecoach, and they're taking the character of Emma Peel, and they're mashing them together. They throw in some peat, um, and uh, they have, a, I guess, a, an average episode of Briscoe, but it's nothing memorable, and it's just disappointing to me. Uh, I, I was told that the episodes would get a lot better as we go along. Now we're at episode 22, and you know, I've been disappointed that they just never really built on anything with Briscoe's character. Uh, you know, he was presented as someone who grew up with a tough, demanding father who was a legendary, uh, you know, sheriff in the Old West. Uh, he went out uh, east to Harvard Law School, so presumably he's trying to get away from his father's uh, shadow. He's, he's brought back. Uh, his father's killed. There's an element of revenge. But really, none of that is ever really, uh, you know, subject of any type of uh, emotional elements of the show. And uh, instead, it's, it's just, uh, you know, a, a slightly comic uh, adventure show. And, you know, I, that's just not cutting it for me. I was hoping for something better. And uh, I understand, I know, like, Victor in particular on Facebook has said, you know, lower my expe expectations. Uh, this is the type of show it is. But, you know, uh, First of all, it's 2014, almost 2015, and you know, nowadays we're, we're used to seeing shows where there's something more than just what we're getting in Briscoe. But you know, this episode reminded me that you know, The Avengers from the 1960s was another show that was just like Briscoe. It was a um, light adventure uh, show with with the comedic elements, and I think that was probably a more interesting show, and that that predates this one by 25 years. Uh, so it can be done uh, in an interesting manner. So I'm giving this one uh, 6 out of 10 wrong kind of Indians. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to continue sending in the audio feedback. I want to be uh, you know, just coming in with uh, you know negativity each time. Uh, unless things really pick up uh, maybe I'll send in comments on Facebook or, or nothing at all. Uh, this, I think this one will kind of stand as, uh, you know, the typical response for the typical episode. Uh, you know, okay, uh, not all that memorable. So we'll see if you can hear from me again. Otherwise, uh, look for me on, on the Facebook group. Uh, I'm not going to completely go away. Uh, and uh, talk to you guys later one way or another. Bye. Well, thanks for your feedback, Harold. I hope you keep writing. Aww. Yeah. Well, that's sad. Yeah. <sighs> so sad. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Sometimes they're a little bit. If you see them on, you see them all. But they are. And I don't. I don't know. It. I don't know. It, it gets. I think 
I remember it getting better, but at the same time, I don't. It probably doesn't. He's probably right. Yeah, but we've I mean, only seen it once. But. I'm not. Yeah, my expectations are not high, but I will admit that when I watch this show now, like if I you watch it twice, mm-hmm. the first time I watch it, I'm into it. The second time I watch it, not into it at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just I don't know. It just bores me the second time. It just around. takes after. After the old, you know, movie serials and the, the dime novels that that Briscoe sometimes appears in in the show. Yeah. You know, it's just a just a little adventure story. It's safe. You know, yeah. there's nothing. But once I've seen the adventure, though, really I big usually don't stake. need and... to see the whole episode. I like to see the little bits and pieces. Like I like Pete scenes, yeah. and I like I like the little like like the little individual scenes as a whole. But like yeah. like it, yeah, but not the episode as a whole. Yeah, it's a throwback to you know older times. Sim- mm-hmm. Simpler, simpler stories. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I think so. Like Fla- Flash Gordon and all that stuff yeah, that maybe. used to play before movies and. Yeah. Oh, that. you mean the show itself? Wait, they yeah. could have still made like Harold's right. They could have probably still made it interesting, but they, I think they just didn't know what they wanted to do with the show. So. Yeah. Mm. But anyways, I co- I hope the show gets better for you, Harold. Either way, but yeah. I yeah, right. that's what the show is. It's kind of like pop culture references and like mm-hmm. like you know the coming thing and all that stuff. So mm. I mean, if you don't like that, I guess you don't like it. So yeah, takes all and that's kinds. That's all right. It's not yeah. for everybody. Yeah. All right. Well, we got Seamus up next. Let's see. Hello, intro to Briscoe. This is Seamus coming to you with his thoughts of Stagecoach. Whoa, Briscoe. Oh, last week was pretty great, but oh, this week you got your wacky anachronisms, like the weird stoner whatever guy being all like Beatles quotes and shit. That was, and Pete, I know you probably have all mentioned it, but Pete is back and he is better than ever. The Rock almost falling on him was, and then Pete's piece, which I, 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 it's like, is it like his, his, is it, is it, is it like his dick? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, like, because he seems really defensive of it, and it's like it's a part of him, and I expected that girl to, like, start, never mind. So, this is a family show. Um, what else? Oh, the little bits with Bowler and Socrates were great. Just little fun little character moments that tell you a little bit more about these guys, and they just... They have fun, so anybody who was hating on Socrates being there, he's he provides some light comic touches now, and I love that. I love that. I didn't really care about the girl and all their stuff. I like the colorful cast of characters they had on the stagecoach. And the, oh, well, maybe not so much the horrifically racist stereotype Indian guy with a 7-Eleven joke. Okay, it was like the 90s. That still doesn't make it right. Uh, but regardless, this episode... It's like a Slurpee from 7-Eleven. <laughs> it's just really sweet and really good. Probably bad for you in some places, but who cares? Because it's a Slurpee. And it's fantastic. And by the way, with your question of last week, when you asked about my reference of Guns That Battle, that was a reference to, on the Dime novel, that was the name of it. It was Have Gun, Will Battle. Oh. Which is obviously a reference to Have Gun, Will Travel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was really cute and fun. That's why I referenced it. Um, but it's like I said, people... If you like this, it's still only going to get better. Wacky, zany, fun. This show can do that forever. So until next time, faithful to intro to Brisco County Errs. Don't touch my face. Aw, yeah. See ya. That means Harold's not going to like it. (laughs) Sorry, Harold. I guess we won't be getting any more of your feedback. (laughs) Aw. Well, uh, now we got Robin. Who wants to read Robin? Mila, do you want to read one? 
it's in the briskets. You got it? Um, yeah, I've got it. Okay. This was a solid episode with some great guest stars from Brisk for Brisco. You had Dr. Leary, Foreman's mum, <laughs> and one of those guys from Mad TV. <laughs> you had Morgan Earp's wife. You had the previously on Lost guy. <laughs> but best of all, we had our special guest star, Pistol Pete Hatter. He's <laughs> Reason. <laughs> uh, Reason? No, Reason. Sorry. Reason. Yeah. Yeah. He is <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that uh, we got some uh, of our classic pit, uh, pitism too. Uh, the Looney Tune traps, the obsession with his piece, and uh, just his great cartoonish behavior uh, we all love. He's like a young Yosemite Sam. <laughs> uh, we also uh, had a fun mystery, uh, Bowler teaching Sock about life as a tracker and a pretty kick-ass secret uh, agent in Emma Steed. Um, not sure if you already knew this, but this name has got to be an uh, homage, homage to England's uh, The Avengers, secret agents John Steed and Emma Peel. Mm-hmm. Oh, two of them then. Okay. Um, she kissed Briscoe, sure, but only to poison Ivy him. <laughs> I love. I loved how she uh, beat the crap out of Pete too. <laughs> oh yeah, she did. Um, I wish you uh, guys were weekly because I see we uh, only have five episodes left, and I just want to uh, binge watch binge watch them. I'll be patient though, uh, especially uh, since I have one more guest spot. Um, it's a sleepy Saturday afternoon. So this feedback isn't that funny or funny. Uh, you get the week off, Mel. <laughs> oh, except, except, I miss ex- your pa- pants. Uh, <laughs> except, <laughs> except that intro to X uh, like had like uh, a thread where it was just all puns, and I wanted to shoot myself. Oh, <laughs> okay, I'll wait till you hear no, the episode. Man. No. Oh. <laughs> Well, I didn't listen to the episode. It was pretty bad, but I mean, I just kind of, I kind of like zoned out when the puns were happening. <laughs> I know. I mean, he was um, the one I was on earlier this morning, so oh, just that be one. ready. <laughs> oh, oh. oh. <laughs> no, Robin, no. Um, that, <laughs> he's not finished though. Um, okay. <laughs> Although I will give you a fun fact. In Font- Frontier Times, no. the town of Ariel was suffering mayhem. It was San Sheriff. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm probably the worst to <laughs> do the pun joke. No, that's, it was fine. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Robin. Thanks very much. Nailed it. Cowboy wonder. <laughs> yeah, Mila, you, you, read it, you, you read it fine, but Robin's joke is still very lame. <laughs> I love lame pun jokes, though. Jokes, though. So, I'm perfectly fine with it. All right. Ugh. I know some people love puns, but Five year times, really? Well, <laughs> come on, Robin. Um, I really appreciate the joke, Eric. Uh, Robin. I'm more amused by people loving puns. You know, <laughs> it's not that. J- <laughs> it's not just I'm a big. Pan lover, but I'm usually I find it adorable and funny and and sweet when somebody is like a big pro <laughs> pan person, <laughs> like for example Robin. Um, you gotta uh, send them that picture, Matt. Um, Matt A sent us a picture with his feedback. Just a sec. I'm gonna post this on the Facebook group for you guys. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> hey, did you look at it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, check out the uh, Facebook group, Mila. 
Anyways, uh, in his feedback, Matt A sent a screen grab of a crew member caught in the shot. <laughs> He's, uh... Describe it, Mel. Oh, yes, I've got it! <laughs> it's like a guy... It's like a guy hiding behind the horse as uh, as uh, Pete is like uh, uh, helping Emma Steed mount the horse, mm-hmm. and he's like hide. This guy's like wearing a baseball cap, and he's hiding behind the horse. He's like peeking behind the horse's leg, and Mad A put put on the picture. Time traveler, horse perv. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the guy looks like he's like totally smiling creepily. I he's know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alright, so here's Matt's feedback. <laughs> Hello, Barisco Podcast. It's Pete! It's so great to see Pete again, and he is just as crazy and twitchy and awesome as ever. I just love how he seesaws between being very articulate and incredibly stupid, like in a span of a minute. He almost got Prometheus by that boulder. That was hilarious. (laughs) I will say that he did feel a little shoehorned in in this plot. Unless I missed it, I'm not sure how he even knew that that woman was on the stagecoach. But there was a lot about this plot where it was kind of like, um, why 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 is she being transported in like a public stagecoach full of people if she's so important to this, uh, this prisoner exchange? then why aren't they keeping this more hush-hush? Perhaps they explained that it was a hiding-in-plain-sight strategy. Perhaps Pete has a contact in the government. Maybe they explained all that and I just missed it. Honestly, when it got to the end of the episode and she was walking across the border and then she killed herself, though she didn't really kill herself, I didn't know what was going on and I realized that that's because it was explained to us, the plot, by Socrates in the very beginning... But because it was Socrates, I stopped listening, so I didn't really know what was going on. And that's my own fault. I understood that Briscoe was transporting a prisoner and that there was an assassin on board the stagecoach, which felt kind of like a retread of the Bounty Hunters Convention episode. And if I could go back in time and give that a higher score, that would be a 10 for me, FYI. (laughs) This one was pretty good on its own merits. I'm pretty sure that Emma Steed is a combination of Emma Peel and John Steed from The Avengers. That's that reference. I liked her. I thought she was really cute, and she had good chemistry with Briscoe, and i um, glad that she lived at the end. Maybe they will uh, get together. <laughs> oh, he kept the key to the handcuffs in his jacket pocket on the side that he had cuffed himself to her. She could have just got the cuffs at any time. So <laughs> stupid, Briscoe. You're so dumb. Kohler <laughs> is right. When it comes to women, you are just blind. <laughs> blind and dumb. That was Carlton Cuse playing the painter. I liked the callback to the pilot episode, and uh, it was kind of funny how he said, you know, it's a stagecoach. It can leave the, the track, and also it's going slower, so it probably can tell that it's a, just a painted rock. And then the Indian driver does this weird thing where he, like, lifts the <laughs> stagecoach up, but I'm not sure how, because they didn't really show it, and I, I rewound it and tried to figure out what was going, but I guess they just... I don't know. It, I don't know. One of my notes is squirrel kebabs. <laughs> I liked that they paired Bowler and Socrates together. They make for a fun kind of odd couple. But then Socrates got separated from Bowler somehow and was in the woods alone trying to track. And this scene just dragged forever and ever, and it was just way too long. Too much Socrates in this episode. <laughs> Why was Timothy Leary in this? That was random. 
good episode. I really enjoyed it. I'll give it 9 out of 10 fruit baskets. <laughs> I don't remember what that's a reference to, but it's one of my notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, Matt. Glad you liked it. Yes. I think Matt A's come, come around on it, but Harold's going the other direction. <laughs> yeah, it's like they switched. <laughs> um, but that's okay. Uh... All right, that's all the feedback. Thanks, everyone. Yes. Uh, the next episode is called Wild Card. What's that? Mm-hmm. What's that about, everyone? About a poker game, maybe? No. It's going to be the craziest of episodes. It's going to be, like, come out of nowhere. Yeah. They're going to have to put together a crew to for a heist. they got to rob this high-security place. All, all, you know, for a good cause. But um, <laughs> So there's one person they have to bring on. They're their wild card. They're probably, like, someone from, like, the Suicide Squad or something. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So they're robbing a high-security place for charity? <laughs> for a good cause? <laughs> well, maybe a charity. Or maybe the safety of mankind. <laughs> Let's help these poor sick children by robbing this... <laughs> <laughs> this bank. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's like a Robin Hood kind of thing, but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, I like it. Okay. <laughs> thanks. Well, uh, thanks. I hope that's what happens. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for uh, joining us, uh, Mila. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you have any podcasts? No, that was, absolutely, you know, my first uh, podcast mm-hmm. appearance <laughs> ever. But, but now you've got the pop. <laughs> right? And I'm no—I'm actually nowhere uh, really, you know, to be seen on the webs apart from uh, Facebook groups. Okay, um, that's fine. Well, um, well I'm, I, I'm a listener though. I found out. I thought I would follow. Actually, uh, when you started that podcast, I, I thought I would follow and uh, like follow up <laughs> uh, with um, feedback more often and stuff like that. But I found out that uh, I'm probably the best listener, <laughs> just not not very active contributor to oh, uh, to, to feedback section. <laughs> but I do listen. <laughs> Well, uh, what made what made you want to come on uh, and guest when previously you, previously you'd just been alert? Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't say. I thought uh, actually, um, I've got yeah. Full disclosure, I I um, I didn't join in spe- um, in on speculations um, about next episode because I I have watched them all. <laughs> I uh, that was unavoidable. Um, as soon as my uh, my, uh, my husband uh, fell in love with the show, I just you know could not stop him uh, <laughs> from watching further. So I've seen all the episodes, oh, that's and I uh, I remember that that was one uh, featuring Pete, and I remember that that was one uh, that I've liked, and that uh, there was Kitty in it, <laughs> Kitty Foreman, and, and I was surprised that nobody um, chose to you know to to guest on it. So I thought, ah, I'm gonna give it a try. I don't know. I haven't done anything like that before. I'm, uh, you know, I'm. <laughs> you took the plunge. Uh, um, a newbie, yes. Yes, yes, yes I did. Uh huh. That's good. You should do it more often. That's what's happened. Yeah. I might. <laughs> I mind now. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, even though you've seen all the episodes, though, feel free to send us feedback anytime. Like yeah. we always love to get more yeah, feedback. I, I always. You know, I do intend to. It just I end up not doing it. That's uh, fine. So. <laughs> well, actually, the uh, last few months were quite quite unusual for me because I had my parents twice for free uh, over you know um, over here mm. um, for like over nearly three weeks, and then I in that 
few last months I've got married and I've been to <laughs> my honeymoon so it was like quite unusual you know I really did not have time but I would imagine myself yeah I'd rather uh, lurking yeah. <laughs> you know person and sending um, yeah feedback every now and then yeah you, uh, had, you had a different yeah. name than when you signed up to guest I was a bit yes. confused <laughs> <laughs> yes that's true yeah <laughs> um, I've got married uh, last uh, last month well, congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Well, thank you. All right. Uh, Will, what do you got to plug? Um, nothing. Uh, um, come, well, coming up in <laughs> Jan- late January, probably early February, look for a Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles intro cast. Sweet. In addition to Down Below. But yeah, Terminator, we have a theme song now. I've got the theme song this week, which I think is pretty cool. And Did Chris do it? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I traded in I traded in Call of Duty Advanced Warfare for a secondhand copy of the se- first season of Sarah Connor Chronicles. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't need to keep Call of Duty. You have to no. play through it once. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, we'll see everyone next time for the episode Wildcard, where what's happening? There's we're a, we're robbing a bank for a charity for, for the, the four sick children and Harley Quinn of Africa yeah. and Harley Quinn from the Suicide Squad is going to be there. Sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone. See you well, later. Bye. Well, thanks guys. Bye. Thanks for joining us, folks. Be sure to tune in again in two weeks' time for the next exciting episode. In the meantime, please be so kind as to follow along with us and send your feedback to introbrisco at gmail.com. If you'd fancy to, you can join our discussion on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash introbrisco. Also... We're on them newfangled Twitters at IntroBrisco, and we've got one of them fancy blogs at introbrisco.blogspot.ca.